Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this is Forbes India's 12th anniversary special and it's a fat package. Joining me on the call is Forbes India's Ruchika Shah. Hi Ruchika, thanks for joining in. Hi Abhishek. I suspect every year uh, during this time you must be in the offices, different offices in in uh, Forbes India cutting a cake. Do you have any virtual ceremony planned this time around? Oh, you know, I think uh, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I will have to probably. Uh, I think we can probably put something together. Yes, things have indeed changed. And uh, talking about that, uh, talk us through the theme of this package. And uh, is it any different from uh, previous editions? Uh, what was the thought behind it? Avishek, so you know, we are at the cusp of change. The COVID nineteen pandemic has changed everything. You know how we live, how we eat, we keep ourselves safe. how we keep ourselves entertained and interact with other people the world around us it is it has also changed how business is done you know and how countries or even states liaison with each other or collaborate or not collaborate with each other for millions it has also meant losing livelihoods even a basic meal and access to healthcare in the middle of a pandemic the package is focused around change how things are evolving and the thing about change is that it it humbles you you know in the last one year uh the team, forbes india team has interacted with over 100 ceos and c suite executives to understand how they are looking at the pandemic how they are planning or rejigging their businesses it was probably the first time that we heard over 100 ceos or c suite executives say that there is no plan you know that they have no idea how things are going to pan out and everybody is taking it one day at a time this entire package is about the future we got experts to to write on different sectors of the economy and different aspects that affect our life now it may seem trivial or even impossible to imagine a future given where we are right now you know we are in the eye of the covid storm but we believe that people are inherently resilient and imagination is meant to run wild even if it is only to find hope so that is our hope that with these essays we can probably give a peek through the looking glass of how things may pan out to give a sample of some of these essays uh, let's start with healthcare uh, the one sector which is uh, under spotlight given the situation around us mr viren shetty is whom you have contacted to have that essay written for you he is the executive director and group coo of narayana health where does he see healthcare uh, in india headed towards and he talks about you know bunch of things including preventive medicine where you know how how should one focus on reducing chances of the disease itself instead of treating or having to be in a situation to treat it so there are a bunch of things in that but what what do you see as a central theme from that essay yeah i think you actually hit the mark perfectly so viren chetty's essay is one of my favorites too he takes a very realistic view into healthcare one he says that we will beat the virus one day uh, he also is looking at the scenario of what if that does not happen what if covid is here to stay and we have to evolve our life and essentially healthcare around a virus so he says while technology will change how healthcare is done how it is delivered science and technology has improved medicines we've had a covid-19 vaccine in record time we have new medicines we have a semblance of treatment for the virus and that is all because of technology and science and technology you know the progress we've made there but what has happened is that it has also increased the cost of healthcare thereby limiting the the you know the number of people who can access it so while he says technology and everything is great and it is going to change how healthcare is done and delivered you also need to focus on making sure that millions of people do not get left out 
So that is where he also talks about preventative healthcare, holistic healthcare, especially for people who cannot afford it too, you know. He also compares uh, India with uh, other European countries where you may have the tools. They may be similar in uh, the hospitals, but uh, the doctor to uh, patient ratio, everything then, uh, you know, comes into picture. Yeah, you know, India's doctor-patient ratio or healthcare professional to patient ratio has been abysmally low compared to other countries. And he also says that as in European and Western countries, you know, he predicts that a lot of healthcare workers may take an early retirement or uh, may seek other jobs because of the trauma of the pandemic, you know, because of the, as a side effect of the pandemic, India may say, uh, may see a larger brain drain, uh, you know, in terms of doctors and nurses trying to find opportunities abroad. So that is another thing that we need to keep in mind uh, when you set the healthcare budget or, you know, set the future of how the sector will evolve. These are some uh, consequences that nobody would have imagined. As you said, none of these CXOs had uh, or they confessed that they did not have a plan, much like uh, most other industries. Another sector right. that uh, we can segue into is on the other end of the spectrum, you have the entertainment industry about which uh, right. there is an essay. And uh, we all know we've not been going to malls or theaters. There has been a significant drop in revenues uh, to the tune of some seven or uh, 7,000 odd crore rupees theatrical releases into uh, 2020 as compared to the previous year. Distributors, producers are scampering to find new revenue models. So all of this, has it changed established practices? How does the entertainment, what's the future hold for the entertainment industry as such? Yeah, so for entertainment, we had Siddharth Roy Kapoor uh, write the essay and he does talk about how essentially the pandemic has destroyed the entertainment space, or at least live entertainment and watching movies in theatres and cinemas in multiplexes. But OTT platforms, video on demand has kind of risen to the uh, occasion to plug the gap. So he talks about the future. He is optimistic that you know, people will go back to multiplexes as things normalize. But he also does urge filmmakers and, and you know, the creative industry to rethink the kind of content that is produced, you know, to rethink content that will lend itself to large screens and theaters and uh, not just OTT screens. He also talks about how smartphones and, you know, like 2020 has seen a lot of uh, new creators coming into this space, you know, whether short format videos. Right. I think one stat which was very revealing in that essay was uh, that OTT platforms saw 100% rise from 200 to 400 titles uh, within a course of a year. And this is despite right. the fact that, you know, whatever shooting might have happened during the pandemic. And yes, there is an audience to binge watch the right. at home remote working and uh, not stepping out. So those many fewer sources of entertainment. And, and talking about certain enterprising business models or changes that companies have done within themselves to suit themselves to uh, these times, does that also mean that we are getting some new kinds of entrepreneurs? This pandemic has not slammed the brakes on unicorns, for instance. India has also contributed a reasonably good chunk of companies beyond $1 billion and who've not been listed yet. There's an essay on that as well. Uh, yes. So the essay on entrepreneurship is by Girish Matrubhutam, who is the founder of Freshworks. Uh, and uh, he actually captures the entire shift in culture and attitude towards entrepreneurship in India, where he says that, you know, early on Indian culture uh, said that, you know, you should grow up, get a good education, 
get your first job get married get a stable job and that is your life you know over the last couple of decades that has changed where people are willing to take risks and are willing to go the entrepreneurial way or sometimes even before taking their first job and even today you see that uh, that young people who are graduating they probably want to set up their own business and they are confident enough to go for it uh, in 2021 already there are mo- about a dozen unicorns already from india that's more than all of 2020 so coupled with a, a cultural shift there is also you know there's more acceptance of entrepreneurship as a career there are more funding opportunities investors are not shying away from investing in risky businesses as long as they see that there is a viable business model you know so he talks about all of that what is driving the change where we are right now even the global trends that are influencing the startup world in india and then he goes on to you know essentially give an entrepreneurship 101 of how to get things right uh, moving along you also have an article by uh, gitanjali rao that famous 15 year old inventor who uh, among other things had developed a tool for early diagnosis of prescription op- opioid ad- addiction and uh, uh, she also figured out a way to measure lead content in water and and that gave her uh, international headlines and uh, what is her view of innovation whether it's in it non it in in science she is our uh, youngest uh, essayist uh, she's 15 year old an aspiring scientist and an innovator and she has a very interesting view uh, where you know she says that all innovation is good but you know it's only as good as the real life solutions it can deliver innovating for the sake of innovating is not good enough but you have to bring it to you know the desired solution so that it can solve real life problems she also says that in the future we are going to see that it's not just going to be the experts and the professionals who will be innovating in their labs but especially youth there will be young people who will step up and you know be a part of the innovation wave that we'll see she goes on to talk about you know how and why the youth need to be empowered for that and uh, the age still baffles me i mean as a 15 year old and uh, the kind yeah. of things that have been achieved and in the interest of time ruchika what are some of the other highlights uh, uh, briefly uh, yes so there's one on sports you know sports has also seen a lot of change we almost did not have live sports there were a couple of tournaments that happened recently ipl had to be stopped again because of the second wave so how the business of sports is evolving again over there ott and video on demand are plugging the gap so that essay is by uh, np singh of uh, sony and interestingly i'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you but uh, it's uh, you know what i found funny initially but now has become stable uh, is uh, during these uh, football matches the english premier league etc they artificially induce or even the ipl the the sound <laughs> at the stadiums by and there yeah. is a human being sitting there watching uh, when the ball is too close to the penalty area whether there is going to be a kick and and often he gets it wrong as well whoever that person is so so if you're home and away depending on which team you are playing and which venue they will try and regurgitate the older content uh, by right. you know, so yes that that's one yeah there's been a lot of innovation you know at that end to to essentially deliver the live sporting event experience you know uh, it's debatable on how much can you effectively do that but there have been a lot of uh, efforts to bring that experience home so apart from that there's a very interesting essay from uh, lnt yes uh, subramanian 
Yes, yes. That is a part of the sustainable living topic where he essentially paints a picture. He starts the essay by painting a beautiful picture, which may seem right out of a science fiction novel. But the reality is that it's no longer a fantasy scenario. You know, it can very well be a reality. It may just be in the next uh, decade or so. While he talks about how digital technologies will overhaul uh, everything around us, he then essentially goes into how it will change the construction and infrastructure sector, driving efficiencies. And I think the most important part of that essay is essentially him saying why every industry needs to focus on its environmental impact. You know, like in 2020, pan- the pandemic wasn't the only only catastrophe that we dealt with. There were multiple climate events that happened around the world. He is essentially talking about why the focus on environment can no longer be on the back burner. So that's a, a really interesting read coming from somebody from the industrial sector. Apart from that, I'll quickly go through three important parts. There's one on inequality. We've tackled jobs. We've tackled how women were disproportionately impacted during COVID and uh, how things will shape in the future or how they should shape to make sure that, you know, they are not left behind. Same with underprivileged people. And also there's an interesting uh, essay on philanthropy, essentially how CSR and philanthropy are changing during the pandemic. As a lot of money goes into healthcare, what happens to the other causes? So yes, all in all, there are 19 to 19 essays uh, on 12 different topics for the 12th anniversary of Forbes India. Lovely. Thank you very much, uh, Ruchika, for your time and for summarizing this in, in time, well in time. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. And all, all you listeners, you know where to find this podcast on ForbesIndia.com, on uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, whichever podcasting app that you use to consume your content. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. And also look for other podcasts from uh, Forbes India. There's one called Teenpreneur, an interview series with young entrepreneurs and We also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India, conversations about business, economics and books.